Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig's straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts help deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, it's Randy Wilburn here with Mark Zweig, and this is another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Um, Today we're talking about uh, an issue that I'm sure is near and dear to everyone's heart. It's your money. The money that you collect at your firm, and so I. Um, this is ep, uh, issue number eleven sixty two. This was an article that Mark wrote uh, in the Zweig letter on the first of August, and um, it was simply titled "Collect Your Money." And uh, certainly looking forward to in this new format that we're doing with the podcast of having Mark talk about. Um, these uh, articles that he writes as opposed to reading them verbatim. We hope that you're enjoying this new format and that uh, you find the information helpful and that th- this type of exchange is, um, is something that you, you will enjoy moving forward in the future. We hope to do all of our uh, upcoming podcasts that we do with Mark uh, with regard to his masthead article, mas- uh, masthead articles. Um, we hope that uh, you uh, enjoy that in the future. So, Thank you so much. I want to go ahead and start talking about collecting your money. Uh, And I'm always reminded of, of, uh, I don't know if any of you have seen that movie Oceans uh, 12, I think, or Oceans 13. And Don Cheadle's character is kind of dressed up as a black evil Knievel. And it's a hilarious scene. And he's in the uh, he's in the offices of Mr. Banks. And and he's telling Mr. Banks that, uh, you know, Chuck Berry had a famous saying when he would go to do a show somewhere that he would say. and, And Don Cheadle proceeds to say, pay me my money in cash. And uh, I always thought that was really funny. And uh, it would be great to to be paid uh, in the design industry in cash when we when we would complete a project. But that's not always um, a possibility. But it is important that we do get paid. Uh, and I know that, you know, sometimes collecting your money can be a problem in the design industry. And, and um, I'd love to get Mark's thoughts on this and, 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 and what he thinks are some of the biggest issues or stumbling blocks that firms have when it comes to um, collecting their money for projects that they've worked on. So what do you think about that, Mark? I mean, you're never going to collect your money if you don't send them a bill in the first place. I mean, honest to God, I tell you, after I got in the, the development business yeah. and started hiring architects and engineers mm-hmm. is only when I gained a real deep appreciation. Believe me, I've looked at lots of financial statements over the years and helped a lot of people that were in trouble. Yeah. 
get out of trouble. Yeah. But it, it, it it's appalling. I, I've got some geotech firms I dealt with who did work for us and didn't send a bill out for eight months. And at the end of the year, they're like, oh, let's look at our whip. Let's send these guys a bill. My God, the job's been done for so long. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what the bill is for. And then they can't even explain what the bill is for. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. Yeah. All right. You've got to get bills out. Yeah. Uh, we still run into companies all the time. They've got a 90-day collection period, and then they send all their bills out on the same day every month. And you talk to the controller or the CFO or whoever he or she is who's doing this, and that they'll give all the reasons in the world why this is the only way it's possible to do. <laughs> they can't do interim billing. Right. Here's a job. It's done on the second. Here's the bill on the second, along with the plans. Right. That's way too much to ask. We'll wait until the month is over. We'll close it out, and then we'll send it out a week later. I mean, it's it's insanity. Yeah. It's 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 We are our own worst enemies. And then we, you know, we, we act like it's, it's, it's terrible to ask to get paid. Yeah. If you're in the, in the contracting business, or, you know, what do you think? If an electrical contractor sends me a bill, how long do you think we take to pay that person? I would suspect you pay him right away. You pay him within, I would say, on average in our case, and we're fairly fast, a week. Okay. One week. Mm -hmm. Some people we pay right away if they're small providers of services. Right. Others we pay in a week. Some send a bill and you've got 30 days to pay it, like yeah. building supply companies. Right. But the point is, if we don't pay that guy in a week, that electrical contractor, they're on the phone. Yeah. Or they're calling me personally. Yeah. Uh, you know, architects and engineers, our average collection period is about 80 days in this business. What the hell? Yeah. It's insane. That's crazy. It, it, we just keep working away and just, you know... Well, hopefully they'll pay us at some point. Yeah. And we think it's fine. It's ridiculous. You also said, you mentioned in the article, um, the, the issue of a poor self-image. Yeah. Is that is that indicative of, of just the industry as a whole? Or is it, is it do you see that in one discipline that over another? Or, or is it just, just... I don't know about one discipline over another. That's a really good question. <laughs> In general, we I think we go around acting like we're charging clients so much for what we do that we're lucky if they pay us, <laughs> which is bizarre. Right. Uh, again, you know, accountants get their money faster. Attorneys get their money faster. Just look at those. If you if you don't believe me, get online and Google the average collection period for accounting firms or for law firms. Yeah. It's, it's, it's less than architects and engineers every time. Right. And, it, you know, we, we just act like we're afraid to to ask to get paid. We don't expect to get paid. So maybe we think it makes us look desperate or bad or unprofessional or something. I don't get it. I'm not going to finance everybody else's job. When I, you know, if I'm doing a client job, we're going to get paid. I don't know what else to say. We're not in the banking business. We don't. We don't get paid in 80 days by our clients, even right. if you take that long to pay, even if clients uh, think that's okay, that they're paid in 80 days. We sure don't. Yeah. Our average collection period here is under 30 days, and it always has been. Yeah. yeah. As you know. Yeah. We get bills it, out right away. And get, some clients pay right away, which get, is nice. Yeah. So. We get bills out. And if we don't get paid, we're going to ask why we're not paid. I yeah. mean, it, it's just a simple idea, really. 
The one thing I saw that I know we do, and, and I know that you've recommended this to other firms, is putting routing numbers and, and um, wire information on bills so yeah. that if, if people are so inclined to pay that way, well, why not take the money that way? Exactly. It just speeds up the process. Yeah. Now, yeah. we can wait till they print checks and then sit them on a principal's desk and he signs all checks personally. When he gets back in the office. Yeah, when he's back in the office. And then, <laughs> and then they mail them to you. And believe me, the mail is getting worse. Yeah. I've had more problems with mail lately, Uh, you know, whereas people used to say stuff is, uh, you know, the mail's the problem and you wouldn't believe them. Now I tend to believe them. Right. Right. Just from my own experience. Yeah. Well, it certainly is a problem. Um, What what would you say? I know you you say um, maybe there's a possibility of using kind of like the good cop, bad cop approach to getting your money collected. How, how does that work? Or run me through a quick scenario of, of, of a way that a firm can can utilize that approach and be successful. Well, the, you have to lead with the accounting people. They're the ones that need to be doing the bill collecting. And only when there's some kind of a question about the actual service delivery mm-hmm. or the deliverables there, where there's a problem, do you get the technical or design professionals involved? Right. So this is what a lot of companies don't do, though. They have weak people in accounting, mm-hmm. and they don't use them to follow up and say, have you got the bill? Has it been processed for payment? When are we going to get paid? What do we need to do to get paid? Are there any problems or questions? They're the ones that need to be doing it because they'll do it. Right. You know, right. It, it, the design professionals, they're always going to do something else first. You know, I don't know what else to say. We're, it, it's going to be low on their priority list. Yeah. They don't want to make those calls. They don't want to get bad news. Nobody they wants to be confrontational. They don't want to confront somebody that gives them some BS story. Okay. It's just all these things. So so you just do better when you have the accounting people lead. And and then you get the, the professionals involved if there's some kind of a problem. You will collect your money faster, I can assure you. They make sure every step in the process is followed. Have you heard some success stories from firms in our industry that have, have kind of turned around their ability to collect their bills and get them done much faster? Oh, sure. I mean, it's always the same old story, though. Yeah. You got to take a hard look at how long does it take to get a bill out? Do you do draft bills or do you do your final bill? And and that's your draft. Right. A lot of companies do draft bills, which means that they have to then be turned into a final bill. That makes no sense. Yeah. Do you email your bills or do you snail mail them? Email them. I mean, there's a body of knowledge on this stuff that exists that it's just like if you follow these things, you will get paid sooner. Right. Or you cannot follow them and not get paid sooner. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just there's 15 different things, 20 things you can do that are going to make you get paid sooner. You know, why does it take so long? Why don't you follow up within five to seven days after you sent the bill out to make sure that somebody got it and that it's in the queue to be paid? Why wait till 47 days to make that call? Oh, we didn't get your bill. Okay, now 47 days just went by. Right. You know. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Sure. So there's the firms that, that have turned it around. They have dedicated resources. They have a very clearly defined process. They don't let the partners or principals stop the process. This is another huge problem. Right. It's, well, Bob doesn't want us to make any 
collection calls on ABC company. He's worked with ABC for 20 years and that's his client. Meanwhile, ABC has 132 days out on their <laughs> AR, but you know, they're going to give us another job. So, you know, we yeah. don't want to alienate ABC company. I mean, it's, it's again, it's just typical BS. Right. I, I find that, yeah, keep them out of it. Right. Give the accounting people the authorization to do what they need to do to try to collect the money. Yeah. It, it, it's it, you've got to empower them, and uh, that's too many a good, firms they they aren't. That's that's a great point, and and I think it's it's one that may be lost on a lot of companies that they can do that that they really can empower their people in the accounting office to to kind of handle these things. I mean, that's what you pay them for in the first place. And if they screw up and they're too aggressive, well, then you know you can you you haven't destroyed your relationship with the client. No. Really, they don't care about the accounting people. They care about you. Right, right, right. So yeah, that's yeah. the good cop, bad cop aspect of Ex- it. Exactly. Let yeah. them be the bad ones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can wear the white hat. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we know money is is important. I think if I think if anybody can get to a 30-day um, in terms of receivables, that would be pretty good. That'd be it'd be crazy good. I mean, yeah. I've seen a few firms get down in the 40s. Okay. But, but I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. Right, I, right, You know, right. it is possible. Yeah. Well, we certainly would like to hear it from anyone out there that's that's figured out a way to uh, to get their receivables down into the 30 range, 30 day range, maybe even less. Uh, we'd love to know what you're doing. Uh, we'd love to share that information with our listeners. So um, we hope this uh, this will help you out and, and maybe give you some guidance one way or the other. And if you're sitting there with aged accounts that are 180 plus days old and you're really having problems making um, some uh, headwind in that area, you know, give us a call. We'll see what we can do to help you out. As far as that's concerned, uh, we won't send any guys to the to the to the client to rough roughhouse them, but we certainly will will give you some some strategies to employ um, to try to get your money collected. We want to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Um, Mark is here on a regular basis to share his insight and wisdom, uh, and he certainly has over 30 years worth of it. So um, we hope that this is a helpful uh, episode for you and that um, besides just collecting your money, it will help you run your business more efficiently. I also want to offer you a free gift. The Zweig letter has run continuously since 1992. Uh, I think it is the preeminent newsletter for the design industry. Uh, We publish it once a week. Uh, I want to give you a six-week subscription to the Zweig letter. Please visit free tzl.zweiggroup.com. That's a website address. You go there, you fill out some basic information, and you'll get six a six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, uh, and you will not be disappointed by what you read. There is some fantastic um, guest uh, writers. Um, I mean, obviously, Mark has an article in there every week. I actually write a couple articles a month in there, uh, and and our main editor, Richard Massey, is outstanding, uh, and he has just taken a, a lot of time to uh, to build up a good um uh, list of, of, of guest writers and some really good, compelling stories. I mean, it was an article in the, the Zweig letter recently um, about a building that's kind of falling into the ground in San Francisco. And I thought it was really interesting to learn how the 
the the the the residents of that building were suing um, the architectural firm that had designed the building and, you know, a a litany of other people that are are part of that process. But, you know, it's it's we are getting into some really, really, you know, hard cutting journalism with the Zweig letter. There was another great article recently about an embezzlement situation with a design firm in Kansas City. And I mean, this woman embezzled, I mean, almost three or four million dollars. I mean, it was mind boggling the number. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was like, how did so, they get that much money out of this company? The owners don't get I mean, that much out of it. You talk about being asleep at the wheel. Wow. But, but uh, I mean, we're, we are really, I mean, we're really yes. unearthing some really great content and we would love for you um, to take part in that. And there's going to be some, in, in the near future, there are going to be some other ways for you to consume the, the Zweig letter. There's an electronic edition. You can, you know, read it on your iPad. You can read it on your iPhone. I mean, the screens on these phones are big enough nowadays that you don't, you don't even need your computer to, to check out the Zweig letter and, and really stay abreast of, of the changes that are taking place in, in the dynamic market that we serve in the design industry. So really want to encourage you to uh, take part in that. And again, I, I won't, I won't beat a dead horse. And, and, and that's the, that's the extent of the commercial uh, for the Zweig letter. But again, it's, it's been around and it's the reason why we're doing this podcast in the first place. So again, thank you for listening so much. You can find us on iTunes iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, um, Google Play. And, and, and if you really, really enjoy this podcast, please take a minute out on iTunes and rate us. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Uh, if you don't like us, let us know as well. If you don't like the format or something else about it, we want feedback, period. So we want to thank you again for uh, indulging us in this episode of the Zweig Letter podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.